Good morning. It's uh, It was a very misty morning where I am, where I was. I was at home. I'm now uh, in some woods, just lurking in some woods, as is my wont. <laughs> uh, I'm walking in some woods, actually, uh, with a poodle, in case, uh, in case you took that last statement too seriously and thought I was swapping a life of historical blathering for one of that of a fairy tale witch or demon Uh, that is indeed the second phase of my life but I haven't embarked upon it yet just scoping the woods out at the moment right should we start hello again and welcome um yeah it's really beautiful in these woods which I'm not going to go into any further um, and it's uh, it's a pretty good spot for a little chin wag isn't it a little bit of uh, historical breeze shooting let's line that breeze up and uh, and machine gun it frankly um, last time I I asked for um, for your thoughts was last week and I've been trying to find some time to get around to talking through your excellent contributions to... Ow, oh, my God, I nearly got hit by an acorn. Uh, falling from a tree, not thrown by a human, I think. Uh, put that aside. Yeah, last week I, I posed a question to you, which, which now doesn't it seem like ages ago that the old, the old queen died. We're in, a, we're in a new age, my friends, and it feels like we've been here forever. So much is going on. We're exposed to so much news. Now, the passage of time appears to operate at a a different frequency. Let's get to the point. My question was, how will we remember the Elizabethan age? Because in watching all the pageantry and the the hula-la and the the rest of it that surrounded the, the death and funeral of Queen Elizabeth II... Um, it struck me that it was a good time to reflect on what we might call the second Elizabethan age. I had some thoughts. I've usually got some thoughts. I think I shared them. If you want to go back and look at the original post, my thoughts were that it would be possible to see 2022, the end of the Elizabethan age, as as really the, a, a, a final piece of punctuation on a very long 20th century. Uh, in the sense that here, symbolically, was a head of state who connected uh, the World War II generation with the um, Facebook generation. Did she ever do some Facebook stuff? Did the Queen ever do a Facebook Live? I don't know the answer to that. Did she, did she maybe do a TikTok dance? I doubt it. Nevertheless, here, symbolically... Uh, was the li- long lifespan of, of a head of state who connected those disparate eras. <clears throat> that being said, and since we are still somewhat attached to regnal um, terms as a way to slice up our history, uh, I think that on a very, very superficial level... Well, yeah, I think I've said it already. But it's not about what I think. I mean, it is, actually. But uh, it's also about what you think. Um, so let's start with some of the some of the quotes, some of the quotes, not some of the quotes, some of the comments uh, on that article from uh, 
about the Elizabethan age. We had Sarah Borink. Big up Sarah Borink. Each and every time. Old Borink says, from my perspective, as the second longest reigning monarch in history, I don't think that means from Sarah Borink's perspective as the second longest reigning monarch in history. Um, I don't think so. (laughs) Is Queen Sarah? Have have we missed her? No, uh, I think we know what she means. Um, She will be remembered. Well, that's a good start for sure. Uh, She did, she, you know, I'm going to summarise because it's quite a long comment. Um, sorry if I do you any injustice here, Queen Sarah. Um, unlike many in her position, she, brackets Elizabeth, uh, didn't sit idly by in World War II. She got involved. She was a constant in a changing world, and she did the best she could. Okay, so I'm going to pass this slightly, because uh, this segues somewhat with my thoughts on Elizabeth II, which was one of her great achievements, just to sort of hang around for ages, uh, changing at a, a markedly slower pace than everything else. Um, which is not a criticism. That's a, that's a useful psychological crutch for people terrified by the pace of change. Don't knock it. Um, what, what Sarah Boring noticed last week was how little people around the world know or understand the monarchy. Yeah, interesting. I think, I think I've... Oh, look, I've just come up to... So in, the, in a clearing in the woods, there's a swing with a sort of... It's, it's bl- a blue rope... And it's a piece of wood, just a, just a little plank of wood tied to the bottom, and the top of the rope is tied to the branch of. Let me check. It's an oak tree, as it goes. Quite a young oak tree, I'd say maybe sixty or seventy years old. Um, and then the the ground dips away quite sharply. So what you can do is you can sit on that that makeshift swing from the branch of an oak tree and swing out above uh, above the ground. I but I, I'm not going to go on it because. I was here some months ago and gave that same swing a go when it had a different piece of wood on it. And as I swung out above the, the sharply sloping ground so that I was, let's say, six to eight feet clear of that ground, the, 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 the stick snapped, the seat snapped beneath my posterior. And I fell, on the, it fell to earth like a, like a sack of, a sack of acorns possibly <clears throat> it being an oak tree i fell i fell down i made a fool of myself an absolute fool let's get back to the topic at hand <clears throat> uh sarah boring doesn't she said I, I don't know about it. a lot about how the monarchy functions but i've noticed people blaming elizabeth for events in which she was not involved or couldn't do anything about yeah <clears throat> excuse me well them's the breaks when you're head of state you cop a lot of blame for stuff other people did Particularly in this case, in the case of a constitutional monarchy denuded of all meaningful authority and reduced to a representative and symbolic role alone, it's, uh, there's a lot of flack to be copped, isn't there? Um, I've, I saw a lot of, frankly, garbage on social media, but that's no surprise. Social media is a garbage shoot. The garbage shooting straight out of people's eyes, mouths, fingers and nostrils onto the internet for circulation. Um, no, nevertheless, even by the standards of social media, I saw some real garbage blaming Elizabeth II for all sorts of stuff what she, she had no say in. Then again, then again, it is done in her name. It was whatever. Um, anyway, thank you, Sarah Borink. 
the second reigning, longest reigning monarch in history for your contribution. Much appreciated. Big up, Sarah Boring. Um, what else have we got? Carly Gibson thinks the death of Elizabeth II will mark, will be seen as the final nail in the coffin of Britain's place as a power on the world stage. Yeah, well, we're making a great fist of um, of pissing that up against the wall. I think it's coincidental rather than causal, but um, yeah, things things goeth not absolutely perfectly at the moment. Um, could be, could be, could be a convenient moment for everyone to say this is the time that Britain really got tiny. I don't think it's necessarily true. I just think it'll be a convenient signpost historically uh, for things that had already gotten underway long before. Um, Maureen, hello, Maureen. The one thing I hope will not pass into dim memory is the notion of service to one's community and the nation. One cannot think. That's very regal, Maureen. One. One cannot think. Yeah, you've slipped into Elizabeth's speech. Well done. One cannot think of Queen Elizabeth and not appreciate her service to the nation. She's so iconic as the embodiment of all that's best in the British. Yeah, well, um, it's either her or Gareth Southgate, isn't it? One of the two. <laughs> Sorry, that's not that's not in the spirit that Maureen intended her comment. I'm being flippant. That's this is one reason why I kept my mouth so shut for about two or three weeks uh, because. Even when I don't mean to be flippant, the flippancy just tumbles out of my gob like I'm a, uh, a flippancy-making machine that, that just manufactures flippancy. But, like, the, the button that says how fast and how much flippancy to generate has got stuck in um, on absolutely shitloads, and it's a problem for me. So... May God preserve and uphold His Majesty King Charles III, says Maureen. Let's leave it at that. Um, Steve Batty says, I don't know. Like with any other monarch, they'll be good and bad, I suppose. Well, uh, yes, OK, that is the um, historian's answer, you know, reductio ab ad sur- Sorry. I think I'm going to get the Latin wrong. Uh, reduced to an absurdity. Um... Yeah, Batty enjoyed the uh, the Lone Piper. Who didn't? Um, oh, it says. In fact, Steve Batty says it feels like a little part of myself died and walked off with that Lone Piper. Gosh, this is. I mean, this is really history's really brought out the poetry in people, hasn't it? Um, everyone's straining for the elegiac uh, and sometimes achieving it. Um, Steve Batty can still remember being seven years old and enjoying the Jubilee Street Party in 1977. Um, yeah, great stuff. I, I imagine I was born four years later. But the pictures look good, don't they? The pictures of the Silver Jubilee, still some of them in black and white. They look dope. Must have been, must have been fun. Um, yeah, Chris Ball is, uh, finds it curious that humans want to define periods in history punctuate it with the deaths of monarchs wars centuries etc gives us a sense of control and makes sense of events in the same way religion does are you are you well yes chris ball for suggesting that uh 
abstract elements of human thought um, are a, a sorting coping mechanism for the randomness of the world slash universe don't disagree with you um uh, what is, what's your conclusion? I think we understand history and maybe the present better when we remove the punctuation and look at the flowing evolution of life. Wow. Do you think so? I think that's uh, probably not true. I think that you understand far less. Um, I, don't, yeah, I don't think removing punctuation is ever good either for... Um, writing (laughs) or in an analogous sense for understanding things Um, it might be truer in some very very um, high concept way but I think you're going back to either mass confusion or the simple acceptance of the dumb beast when you do that don't agree with you Chris sorry Uh, however I do agree with you on your next point there are other things such as technology AI and climate change will have a big impact on the future yeah has anyone been down the AI doom wormhole I'm I went quite a long way down the AI doom wormhole and I've still got I, I don't know as I'm coming back psychologically from having read quite a lot of of stuff by the AI doom community Um, that's different from the MF doom community, little joke for hip hop fans there Uh, the AI doom community um, their horizon for for AI doom is is troublingly close, as in our lifetimes kids Uh, I don't like to think too much about AI doom, frankly I'm not going to tell you any more about it because I'll just ruin your day and potentially the rest of your life Uh, but yeah, AI doom The old nukes, the old climate. These are things, aren't they? These are big things that are coming down the... Well, are they coming down the the pipe? They're down the pipe. They're down the pipe. They're they're out of the pipe. They're having a look around. They're not going back in the pipe. Um, Curses. God damn the pipe. We should have blocked the pipe up uh, a long time ago. Yeah. Bad bad pipe bad bad pipe um this goes back to sort of my original point about the long 20th century and by implication the the unquestionable dawn of the 21st century with its own peculiar existential menaces rather than or maybe including but not limited to uh catastrophic mass warfare thank you 20th century here comes ai doom climate change and the old nukes i'll say it again god damn the pike um but back to queen elizabeth uh here helen hodgkiss sorry helen hodgkiss my mistake apologies helen here in australia that's where helen is as established i'm in i'm lurking in the woods not in australia can you hear the plane above me hmm uh, as soon as news of maybe it's going to Australia. As soon as news of maybe it's not though. As soon as news of Queen Elizabeth passing, I think broke is a missing word. There. The debate about republics started. Talk of whether King Charles will have the strength to keep the Commonwealth nations together is the question that will be discussed by political leaders for many months to come. Uncertain times ahead, I feel. Yeah. Um, I'm going to broaden that point out and say, uh, 
I think, much harder task to be old Charles than to to be Elizabeth II. I made this point, I think, on a radio show in the States the other day. When you have a very long reigning monarch, um, and this is true, I believe, uh, certainly in Middle Ages into early modern times, if you think about long reigning English monarchs, towards the ends of their reign, when you have generations who've never known another monarch, the um, the critical distinction between uh, monarch and monarchy, or king slash queen and crown, um, becomes hair, like very very dissolved, and people people's view of the monarchy becomes almost totally elided with their view of the monarch, which can be good and can be terrible. Um, it makes it a very hard act to follow because. The monarchy is then that 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 uh, that elision doesn't go away when the next monarch comes along. Uh, so if that monarch is is a poor performing monarch, uh, like personally, the monarchy itself as an institution is judged uh, negatively. So and, and you see that you see usually periods of, um, of great instability for the monarchy after in you know within a couple of decades of long reigns particularly of successful monarchs ending so i'm thinking for example here possibly of the reign of king john following the quite extended reign of his father henry ii and the shorter intervening reign of his uh, brother richard richard Lionheart, that's John's brother. I'm thinking especially of the reign of Richard II after the very long and broadly successful uh, reign of Edward III. Uh, Richard II, of course, deposed in 1399, replaced by his cousin Henry Bolingbroke. I'm thinking very, very, very much of uh, the upheavals attendant uh, on the first Stuart kings, James I, of course, that tried to blow him up. Uh, Charles II, Charles I, sorry, um, lost his head. It's not. I'm sure it's not totally causal. It'll be. Uh, it'll be coincidental as well. But I think there's a there's a there's a, a strong case to be made that after the long reign of a, of a broadly successful monarch, uh, big trouble, big trouble for their successors because of this dissolving together of concept of monarchy and person of monarch and for that reason i think charles iii is going to have an immensely difficult time immensely difficult time partly for reasons of personality uh, partly for reasons of optics as they say these days um old white dude mm. it's, it's it's a little bit open season on old white dudes at the moment isn't it um it's a it's a magnifying factor in any mistakes he makes. His successor will be old, probably well middle aged, let's say, white dude, also somewhat irascible. And uh, do we even get to uh, King George the Seventh? Not sure. I think uh, the threat could become easily become existential. Um, but probably AI doom will have happened by then anyway. Sorry, I said I wouldn't talk any more about that.
Um, <coughs> uh, Julia Dietz bringing the jokes, as is her wont. Depends where the crown goes from here. <laughs> but, but as usual, within the joke is uh, concealed uh, a very perceptive point. Um, I'm talking in a slightly clipped way because I'm walking down quite a steep hill. I'm not sure how sure... I'm not sure how sure. I'm not sure how uh, how good the grip is on my trainers. The heel has started flapping off one of them. It's a pair of Air Max 98s, if you're wondering. I've had them a long time. They've been relegated to dog-walking shoes. Uh, the ground is, is, is not... It's not great underfoot. So while I'm talking to you, I'm trying not to fall down a hill. Um, yet the crown, well, the relationship, how, how much does, let's, let's go back to Julie Dietz's point, how much is the public perception of monarchy shaped by, you know, with the best will in the world, dumbass TV shows? Uh, fiction. I mean, we know that perceptions of uh, the history of the monarchy are heavily shaped by, with the best will in the world, and I've written some myself, dumbass fiction. Um, are we, given that The Crown, one of the most successful TV shows in the world, uh, is approaching parity with stuff that's going on at the moment? Like, how meta do we get with that? How much does uh, art influence perception of life, and how much does that become a problem? You know, what's the old Andrew Breitbart quote? Politics lies downstream of culture. Hmm? Yes. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. That's my judgment. Hmm, indeed. Let's move on. Uh, Maureen's back again. Um, Can we get some DNA testing on the Princess in the Tower skeleton, says Maureen. Yeah, why not? Let's ask the guy. You never know what mood you'll catch him in. That's Charles. I mean, get him at the coronation, if anything. I'm looking forward to the coronation much more than the funeral, I've got to say. Uh, the funeral was magnificent as a sort of piece of public theatre but in a way I felt that you know everyone's going to have a funeral or go to a funeral or you know the funeral is not an uncommon thing this, that was just like the megaist funeral of all time I'm interested in the coronation because it's, it's sort of a unique event like you can you know okay Queen Elizabeth's funeral, Big Daddy funeral, uh, the Mac Daddy of all funerals, but still a funeral, still a category of thing that's a familiar thing. Oh, coronation. Did someone say coronation? Have I seen one of those before? I tell you what, I haven't. I'm into it. I'm bang into it. In a way, I definitely was not bang into uh, the funeral. Not that I wasn't into the funeral, I just wasn't bang into it, if you can see the distinction. Um, right, Deborah. Uh, well, sorry, but the point was, uh, yeah, well, get Charles at the funeral, show him the urn. Come on, mate, open it up. Open it up. Let's get the DNA boys and girls. Let's get the DNA girls and boys on the case. Let's find out once and for all. Whose bones are these? I can't think he'll have much else on his mind that day. Charles, that is. 
so you might catch them in the right mood. Just saying. I doubt I'll be invited. I doubt I will. So it's not on me, per se, to, to do this asking. If you find yourself at the old, um, at the old COSA, give it a go. That's what I'm telling you. Here's Deborah. Historians don't have a crystal ball, says Deborah, but we know that history tends to repeat itself, do we? Hmm. Okay, I've got some problems with your premise, but carry on. Uh, only the actors and scenarios change. Well, do I have problems with your premise? Uh, I think that, yeah, okay, maybe let's accept the premise because I think I have used this premise as, say, the premise for my book, Powers and Thrones. Um, <laughs> I th- it's just the history, history itself doesn't repeat. That's my point. I think that patterns of human behaviour um, and uh, the sort of parameters of stuff that can happen, uh, those things tend to be fairly unchanging over time but i'm probably being unbelievably pedantic by making that distinction so uh, my bad let's let's move on um deborah says british empire forget about it it's done i I think it i think it was done a little while ago actually but I i think i know what you mean um whether Elizabeth II's death means the end of the British Empire or even a reconfiguration of it, we will not know yet. OK, but I, I do now have to take some issue with you, Deborah, which is to say that the British Empire uh, ended many decades ago and one of the central achievements of Elizabeth II's reign was to... Uh, with her involvement, was to relatively successfully... emphasise relatively... Uh, transition from empire to a sort of soft empire in the form of commonwealth um yeah hmm anyway what else did Deborah say within a larger framework in which as a civilization, we're seeing paradigms shift I do believe the Queen's death will be one of the milestones in world history because of its possible subsequent implications such as the pandemic, the energy crisis, geopolitical changes, the accelerated development of science technology, the massive use of the internet, virtuality and social networks. Meanwhile, we're all still actors in this thriller. I I think actors is is giving us a bit too much um, credit, isn't it? I think we're extras. I think we're the extras bust in for the big battle scene. Uh, and made to wait around in, co- you know, we have to get into hair and makeup and costume at like three in the morning, and then we have to sit around all day on our phones, playing like Candy Crush, until the third AD calls us at like six in the evening. Oh, we haven't even been given like food and stuff. That we thought this was our big moment on the on the screen. And then we're, we're just extras. We're just extras. And when and when they shoot the battle, we you know, can you see? Can you even see us? Probably not. Um, Rona says, "I think it's a full stop. The world we knew is crumbling around us. Feels like the Cold War is back again. So maybe not crumbling around us. Maybe um, reforming around us. Uh, with Russia and that madman there rattling his saber." Ah, the good old madman. He's really coming to his own recently, isn't he? Um, Britain's been brought to its knees by political non-entities who are not fit to hold office. Rude, but okay. Uh, Who've turned the focus of the country inwards. Yeah, potentially. 
They don't appear to realise they're bringing the country to its knees. I think, yeah, well, I think uh, unbelievable amounts of self-delusion are, uh, uh, that's an essential quality. Oh, look how many conkers there are on the ground. I thought most of the conkers had gone, but here that, gosh, there's a really big one here. Hold on, I'll get back to you. I've just, oh my God, I've just opened a horse chestnut case and there are two gigantic twin conkers inside it. Here's another one. Hold on. I know we're all interested in whatever history and stuff, but let's put the etc in history, etc. I've just found some absolutely massive conkers. Hooray for me. Um, back to the point we were making. What was it? Uh, oh yeah, everything's completely fucked. Blah, blah, blah. Um, thank you, Rona, for that. Uh... Jessica Corsi says, I'm no monarchist, so I do enjoy history. Well, join the club. Um, uh, what is your actual point? Duh, buh, 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 buh. Well, she says, yeah, at least, at least you'd heard of the Queen, basically. Um, <clears throat> she said stuff when it needs to be said, yep. Jessica gives some uh, examples. Apollo 11. Um... She addressed the US Congress about Desert Storm, rain through the Cold War, the beginning of the Space Age, the Internet Age. Yep, yep, back to the point that she just sort of hung around for ages. Um, yeah, great stuff. I think that just comes down to longevity and occasionally saying something, doesn't it? I think so. I'm not, like, not having a go. Not having a go. Um longevity and occasionally saying something significant are not small achievements for most human beings right right saying something actually original and interesting at the right time and without causing loads of trouble how many of us can truly honestly say we've ever done that Let's hope the Elizabethan era 2, says Connor Lassie, doesn't lead to the same dumpster fire that Elizabethan era 1 did. Uh, yeah, so I think we've done that. Um, hmm. Let's hope. I think I agree with you there, Connor. Let's hope. And just because he gets involved to say, let's hope, Charles III's head stays firmly attached to his neck. I think things will have come to a pretty pass if we go back to the old... Uh, the old chopping block on Whitehall. I'm, I'm not Nostradamus. But I don't think we'll be doing that. I hope we're not doing that. My God, I hope we're not doing that. That would be historic, but in the wrong way. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I think Eleanor Shakespeare is the, is the person to end with. Anarchy, says Eleanor Shakespeare. It means anarchy. It's the end of the world. Um, yeah. I think because of the, the, the crying laughing emoji that Eleanor Shakespeare's put in her comment, I think she's having a laugh. And that's okay. Uh, it's quite funny. Um, anarchy doom coming your way. Coming to a big screen near you any day now. Right, I think, that's, I think that'll do, won't it? Remember, a few things to remember. 
this is first draft. I think it's episode 22. I forgot to say that at the beginning. It might be episode 23. Frankly, I've lost count. I'll find out afterwards and put it in the title. Um, do you want to hear me just, like, hawk my wares a little bit? Yeah, sure you do. Remember, this is not a podcast. This is absolutely not a podcast. But I do have a podcast. Slightly not coincidentally to that, uh, that fine distinction. And you should go and listen to it. It's called... This is history, and the first season of it is called A Dynasty to Die For. It's all about Henry II and Eleanor Aquitaine, Richard Lionheart, Henry the Young King, all, you know, all, the, all that lot. Uh, I think it's pretty good. People seem to really like it. Give it a listen. Episode four came out yesterday. We're dropping two episodes a week, plus a bonus episode for subscribers, which is where I just sort of freewheel this kind of nonsense at producer Rosie give it a listen it's on spotify it's on apple Podcasts. you've got to go to apple Podcasts for the subscriber episode it's on stitcher it's on i don't know my big fat podcast.com or whatever wherever you get your podcasts go get it uh essex dogs is out now in the uk comes out in canada in a couple of weeks time have a look at my facebook if you want the links for where to buy it us publications february what else can I tell you? What else can I tell you? I'm walking up some steps now. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to devote all of my lung capacity to that. Um, farewell, my friends. I'll see you on Yieldy Flip. <laughs>